Got with Julian on the brown note and a retrospective re-review of the film The Grey starring Liam Neeson who was an esteemed serious actor um, but in the modern era since 2008's Taken has become probably the most even above Jason Statham um, action oriented star synonymous with his own branch of Liam Neeson actioners of which I am a PhD in and there was a reason because in the you know 10 years ago these films were getting more and more interesting sadly in the modern era it's been one misfire after another so i haven't even watched the latest one retribution marlow was supposed to be terrible backlight was terrible ice road was terrible the marksman was decent honest thief was so you got a lot of really bad films but if you go back a few years um there was a lot more to them so we had um, Cold Pursuit probably near the very top. He was in Widows, that amazing film, and The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Um, but there was also films like um, Run All Night, which is superb, and uh, Nonstop, which is really good, the one where he's on a plane, and lots of really interesting films. But The Grey is one that now perhaps stands out above Cold Pursuit, as the best of all of them um it's a simple enough story of liam neeson is mourning the death of his relationship with his wife so goes to a remote and hideously barbaric oil station or gas station in the middle of alaska full of people that are on the margins of society mostly criminals working horrendous conditions in the ice and snow and his job is to guard the people out of these pipelines from wolves from uh, gray wolves attacking them they he for the second time in a movie puts a loaded rifle in his mouth to end his own life and doesn't which is exactly what happens in cold pursuit which is a very different film after that we get the um, people flying back to uh, normality um, in a small jet uh, flying back to you know Anchorage or somewhere that's a, a more populous place for some time off and um, in a very eerie and effective plane crash sequence uh, things go horribly wrong and Liam Neeson wakes up on the ice and there's six or seven of them left uh, in this plane wreckage and they discover that they're actually being attacked by grey wolves so it's ironic that this film features Liam Neeson actually putting everyone in danger over and over again and making the wrong decisions he realises uh, there are two things possible that one the grey wolves are passing through and have found them because there's dead bodies everywhere or two they're actually close to the grey wolves lair in which case they're a threat and they're going to continue coming after them it becomes apparent that the latter is the case and they have a chase through the stunningly shot alaskan wilderness being pursued by wolves now it didn't get gangbuster reviews on release though i think i gave it eight and a half out of ten i'm not sure um but i've seen this film multiple times now and it's enriched each time i've seen it it's widely regarded as a bit of a classic, I feel. 
Um, but watching it again last night, it is a t- it's a poem, really. It is the best film about toxic masculinity and the difference between toxic masculinity and positive masculinity that exists. All of the characters are horrible people. They exhibit the worst traits of masculinity in this film. But through the course of their actions and coming together and the trials and tribulations that they actually go through in this environment... They come out the other end as the best version of masculinity you can get. Um, and I think it's become more powerful because of that. They all start as horrible, violent, bullish men who then become much more sensitive and the best person they can be. There's a very powerful death sequence quite near the start where Liam Neeson is shepherding someone through the final stage of their life which is unusually powerful um and the people involved which are often criminals and very violent people and and people that are used to prison yard um aggression and one-upmanship and so on break down into these much better versions of themselves throughout the film the wolves are a cipher the wolves are a metaphor for death they're in the background but they're they're a metaphor for mortality in this film and what a man must it's a very man film i don't even know if there's a woman in the whole film to be honest what a man must do to be the best version of himself to greet death that will find all of them like the wolves will find all of them it's inescapable and what's the best thing they can do while they're here um, I think the soundtrack is excellent. It's um, who did the music? Mark Strenfield. I looked it up and I didn't really know. We've done some big films: American Gangster, Body of Lies, Prometheus. Um, but yeah, I've not really heard that name before. But it's got a great soundtrack, and the cinematography is absolutely wonderful in it. Um, the you can't go wrong with the alaskan wilderness so but you do get a real sense of cold um and you do get a real sense of the violence of the wolves and there's this having just watched puss in boots a fantastic film uh the, the most recent puss in boots film where there's this incredibly scary wolf in it that represents death and that's the like the alpha wolf in this film they represent death, and it's portrayed in a, as a very natural thing. It's not like they're, you know, up against some villain in a movie. It's almost p- painted as though the inexorable march of mortality is is what's happening. Um, and there's some like Liam Neeson. I think is as be- as his performance is as good as he's been in any of these actioners, even though this. It has a lot of good action in it, but it's 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 a cerebral film. It's a thoughtful cerebral film. Frank Grillo is as good as I've seen him in anything in this. He's a guy that starts off as the most obnoxious, horrible person who grows into so much of a better man as the movie progresses. Dermot Mulroney's in it. Um, mo- the other people aren't that well known, um, but it is a... F- I think a very moving treatise on masculinity in a way 
the show people always say you know oh I, I put a movie review up recently and i mentioned about how the film uh the brilliant dead man's shoes was about toxic masculinity and that actually drew comments from people about it i put it on youtube and i got a few comments saying oh you gotta go on not all masculinity is toxic i know that's why you put the word toxic in front of it you don't say water is bad because if you put the word toxic water in front of it that's the thing denoting that the water is bad not the masculinity part of it so i think this is um if you haven't already seen it seven or eight times like i have um and i think that's a bulwark of of something that is perfectly made even if the people making it didn't understand what they were doing at the time it's nearly pitch perfect and that's because of the the poetic and cerebral meditation on mortality and masculinity that this film presents and it is very very well made very atmospherically shot and soundtracked and performed um so i'm going to give the, <coughs> excuse me i'm going to give the great a rescore which i really ever do of a whopping nine and a half out of ten i think this is a modern classic and will be regarded as one in years to come so a huge nine and a half out of ten for the gray a fantastic and possibly the opposite of a jason statham action movie it's a very serious film there's not a lot of laughs in this one at all um but a brilliant brilliant film 